talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome back to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. And we are talking about hard drive backup and partitioning and all this. And this segment is brought to you by Indicia, print postage right from your computer. Uh, and we're talking to Jeff Hyman uh, from Paragon Software. So, Jeff, tell us. If I've got a one terabyte drive, the first thing that I know that I need to do is I know that I need to make my C drive have a certain amount of of, uh, of storage space because that's where your main programming goes. Now, you can choose to install a program on a different drive, but how do I partition a terabyte drive? Well, that's a really good question because, I mean, terabyte drives are so new. Um, I mean, How even, big is a terabyte, Jeff? How big is a terabyte? A terabyte is a thousand gigabytes. Wow! So, so that's a lot. That's <laughs> a like lot. many. Is gigabytes. that is that bigger yeah. than my twenty megabyte hard drive? Uh, just a bit. Just. Hey, a bit. I had a ten megabyte. Yeah. Remember when we used oh, to have sure, single boards? Oh, sure. You're trying to do us with single boards with one oh two four. Jeff, you remember those? Of I think we actually played with them together. Probably. <laughs> it's 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 amazing when you think about it. I mean, I, I still get amazed when I think about a terabyte. I, I know. I just updated my laptop to a 250 gig hard drive, yeah, and I remember I remember 10 years ago, you know, when working with another company when I was doing operating system things, and and on one gigabyte I could run 100 operating systems. Yes, it wasn't a, easy, it, but I could do amazing. it. And the cost of and you're of, the only one in the world who wanted to do it. Yeah, well, I did it just for promotional stuff. You know me. I, you know, it was just something to yeah, show. Yeah, you will try. You're worse than Mark. You will try anything, but you'll do it with software. Mark I'll, does I'll it with hardware, hardware, but you do it with software. I'll do it with software. You know, and I, I got out of hardware. I mean, cost. I mean, as you heard me say, that we had a uh, one terabyte I mean, drive two hundred dollars for a terabyte hard. That's amazing. If I remember, I have to think about this now. But a one meg. The cost of one, oh no, that was memory I was trying to think of, but drives, I remember my first CD drive, which was not was not a hard disk, it was just CD, was $500. I right. think, Jeff, do you remember how, remember how much that. did it used to cost for a, a, a gig of memory? Oh, oh my gosh. Goodness. A gig Thousands. of memory? I can remember when a gig of memory was $1,000. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought it was sure. about 1000 bucks. I mean, so now you're you talking buy- about going from the days... You know, for example, that 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 twenty megabyte drive that you and I had, those mm-hmm. were those were five hundred dollars, and they right, were both exactly. anchors. Twenty megabytes. Hey, but do you remember the thrill in our minds when we first were told we could get something called a hard drive, and we didn't have to oh, yeah. use the yeah. operating system exactly. on oh, one disk and the data on a second disk? Now we get flash drives with eight gig on them. So well, that's, yeah. the amazing, I, that's the other thing. I'm sitting here with I've got an eight gig flash drive plugged in here. It's like right. eight gigabytes. I know it's, you know, it's just it, staggering. It's, it's just amazing the way technology has come, and it's fabulous. And when you ask the question about a thousand or, or yes. a terabyte drive, you know, there, there's 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 several ways. There's no good. There's no proper answer. There's no single answer is going to solve all for that. Because somebody, you know, the reason you've got a terabyte drive is you've got multimedia. Right. I mean, let's face it. Let's pure and simple. The only thing that's taking up that much space is multimedia. Mm-hmm. And, and when you have one of those, you should have two of them, one for internal, one for external. Mm-hmm. And, and the reason being is so that you can, you can duplicate and you can maintain backups. People think about backing up their, their documents and their, their, their spreadsheets and their bank accounts. They don't think about backing up their movies or backing up their digital, you know, their photography products and things oh, like no, that. Oh no, Jeff, that's I got to tell you, that's the main thing that I back up are all the mm-hmm. photographs. Exactly, I have, and but I a lot have of another portable drive. 
for just video. Right. I mean, that's the important stuff. I mean, the heck with everything else on the computer. I mean, I normally back up my my documents. But, right, but, uh, you're, but you're also, Marshall, you're an unusual person for that and many other reasons. Yeah, in more ways than you can know. In more ways, and, this, and I say it from the bottom of my heart. But we, we, you know, but people don't think about that. Uh, you know, the, the wedding videos, the the kids, the, the you know, kids being born, whatever. But all that stuff takes up space, and that's really what's going to be taking up the majority of your space. If you're going to ask me for a typical home or somebody like that, yeah, I would care say, drive, sure, you know. If you're talking about a simple desktop system, uh, with a, you know, if you're going to be putting a terabyte drive in, you're going to be adding that to what's already there. Mm-hmm. So my answer to that is I would leave the terabyte drive as, as possibly a single partition, and I'll tell you why. And I'll tell you why, because I'm thinking, remember, the concept here is you're adding a drive in. Right. So you've already got a machine that's got a 250 or 400 or 500 gigabyte drive. And that drive should be partitioned at least in two, one for the operating system and one for your data. And the terabyte drive should be dedicated to your multimedia, the pictures, the video, things like that, that take up all that space. And you dedicate that drive solely for that purpose. And then when you, and you, when you can afford it, if you're buying one, that's why I said, if you're buying one of those, I would advise buying two, just so you can have one and you can actually just duplicate it. And Paragon provides software that you can do that with easily as well. But that way, it's a little different answer than I think you were thinking I was going to come up with. Absolutely. In in your scenario that you're talking about, for most people with a desktop system, machines are not coming with terabyte drives. Okay, terabyte drives are add-ons. Absolutely. Now, now let's take this a step further and go six months in the future. And I will say six months, maybe nine months, when terabyte drives are the standard coming in or, or an option for a new system. In the In old days, case. we used to say, when the new Comdex. <laughs> yeah, right. In the old days. In actually, the old and, days. and even now, Moore's Law is even superseded. I mean, now you're still saying, I'm, I'm serious, in six to eight to nine months, you're going to see machines coming with terabyte drives. And they're not going to be, you know, not going to be video professional. I mean, look, look what's out there. People are, are starting to segregate the brands out. You've got game machines, which need a lot of space as well because of the, of the right, high-quality sure. material. And you have video editing, people who want to do video editing at home and are supplying YouTube and those things like that. Well, these sure, are the game, reasons for these big drives. I mean, games which used to be, you know, tw- uh, like we talked about 20 megs are now gig or more to, to load on your computer. Uh, exactly. And they still need a DVD or two right. for backup material. Correct. So, and every I DVD is be- four gigs. I want to meet these people who have time to sit at home and do video. I want. To, where do you find the time to do that? They're well, they're dedicated. That's their only hobby. All right, so let's dumb it down a little bit for Marsha and I. Well, for, for <laughs> well, one of us. Yeah, exactly. What I was going to say is, is look at it this way. Let's get, let's get to some basic numbers. For Vista XP, and you're talking about these drives, I would go ahead and allocate at least 50 gigabytes to your OS partition. Okay. And the reason for that is the actual OS is only going to take between 6 and 8. And actually, Vista requires at least six gigabytes free to even be able to, to install or upgrade. So the reason being is you're going to need to do updates, and their system restores and system restore points and things like that, right. registry backups, things that, that need to be on that drive, that they need to be in that, that, that OS partition. Also, you need room to add applications, and applications are by no means getting any smaller. Of course. Jim, we have you application Windows, You mentioned Vista. How do you like Vista? You know, it's interesting. I'm kind of on the fence. I actually have downgraded when I, I, I uh, when I decided to upgrade this hard drive on this machine. 
I decided to reinstall factory settings, which was Vista Home Premium. And originally, I had upgraded that to Vista Ultimate. I'm used to it now, and I'm used to the foibles. I know what to turn off, right. like user access control, getting rid right. of that. Right, which I turned you know, off Which is, uh, uh, you know, basically I have told my friends, my clients, my customers, uh, just like everybody else has at times, if you're not, don't play, unless you're buying a new machine, don't buy Vista. Now, if you are buying a new machine, though. If you're buying a new machine, you really only have a small choice. There's only a couple of different vendors out there who will offer UXP. But is it stable on the new machines? It is. It is because Vista's got the most current drivers. It's just the problem is it's a little bit more of a learning curve, especially if you upgrade all of your applications. Right. And you have to buy all new software. No, no, no. You don't don't have have to. to. No, you don't. It's actually the compatibility section works actually much better than I ever expected it to. I mean, I have to tell you, and and Marcia, Marcia had the opportunity to upgrade to Vista, and she didn't, and I did, and I have had no compatibility issues. I mean, I would say during the first three months, yeah, Yeah. all the drivers weren't there yet, but now we're a year and almost five months into Vista. And they got SP1, it just released. Right. So, you know, I I really wouldn't say have any problems telling people to upgrade. It's just that if you're in a mission-critical situation, and you are you you need XP. You're used to XP. You don't want to learn something new. Stay with XP. But you know, uh, Jeff, it's it's interesting because I think this is bringing a large number of software vendors onto the web for web-based software. Absolutely. Uh, I don't know if you noticed, and and our audience should know too, that Adobe has announced a free, free folks, favorite word, free, free web version of Photoshop. Yep. Just go to Adobe.com mm-hmm. and you can use it free on the web. It's very There's cool. a, something else that Adobe did last week, which is actually very, very interesting, and that is uh, not last week, but about three weeks ago, they released Adobe Air, which is a very interesting uh, component. You install this, and people make it and develop directly for it, and it bridges the gap between the application and the browser. Mm-hmm. So essentially, you're actually running an app on your machine. It's directly connected to the web, has its own interface. You don't have to go to oh, launch a browser, go to a, a site, launch another piece. Right. It's actually all built into one scenario. And mm-hmm. AMD is doing the same thing with their live uh, Explorer type thing. And that's where the future is going to be, is going to be a merging of, of the web, and everything is going to be going to the web. It, it, right. it, it makes sense. I said six years ago that, that, that by this year, or you know, brick and mortar would be almost obsolete. I also want to bring on uh, Bob out in Jacksonville, Florida, who actually has a Vista question on Windows. So, Bob, you uh, there? Yes, sir. I, hey. I just I was listening to you, and my question is, I I got a laptop that's brand new, well, actually a year ago, but I hadn't used it because the Vista was so slow. I just had decided I'm gonna I'm gonna downgrade back. So I I was calling to see what that took if I had to like wipe something clean or how that worked. There's a couple of ways you can do that, uh, Bob. And uh, the first question I have for you, and I guess this is one thing I should have said before is if you're using Vista, get as much RAM as possible. Right. Get as much memory. So, Bob, if you've got a machine that is uh, at 512 or 1 gig, even though they say that's enough, uh, it's personally, and this is, again, you know, you know, disclaimer here, this is my own humble opinion, yeah, I would exactly. be running Vista in less than 2 gig of RAM because you're I not going to... I agree. <clears throat> Pardon me, because you're not going to get the speed you want. Also, Vista has a very neat feature, by the way, Bob, and, and it works in all versions of Vista, and that is you can take a USB drive, a USB 2.0 drive. Mm-hmm. That's right. And it, Vista, Vista includes a, a, a component called ReadyBoost. And what this does is it actually turns your USB drive. It'll take part of roughly half the size of the drive, and we'll use that as if it were additional RAM. 
And that's a very, I actually, that's why I use my 8 gig. I've got 4 gigs, so it looks like I've got 6 gig of RAM here. And I have noticed a major difference in speed on my machine. What kind of laptop do you have? Excuse me, I'm without giving providing you. Not you, you, Jeff. Thank you, Bob. Bob, Bob, what do you have? I bought it about a year ago. I don't even remember. It was a floor model, and I paid about $300 because they kept missing stuff on it. I just want something basic. I just, you know, answering emails and that type of thing. I I don't need all the bells and whistles in this business. Go on eBay and buy XP. Bob Bob and Jeff, can you hang with us because we're going to go to break in a minute? Sure can. Because when we come back, Jeff, I think, Bob, just if you can just tell him what's the easiest way to go from his Windows Vista back down to XP, which is what he wants to do. So when we come back from break, uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit and find out how you do that. And probably um, if you do have a kind of a a machine without all the bells and whistles, XP may be a better Machine I've got plenty of bells and whistles with At my home? XP. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh well, no, no. I mean, I'm talking about not a lot of memory. You know, if you buy a laptop for three or four hundred dollars, as, as Bob did. You know, XP works even better with lots of memory. <laughs> uh, well, any machine's going to work better with lots of memory. So you know. You know, we used to. I'm an XP fan. Yeah, and, and I am too. Actually, you know, the, I Windows three one one forever. <laughs> I do. I do not have a problem with XP. In fact, the laptop I use is using XP. There you go. Uh, no, wait. I'm sorry. My laptop. One of the laptops is XP, and one of the other laptops I use is not. So anyway, we'll be back to answer some more of your questions at eight seven seven four seven four three three zero two. If you want us internationally, eight five eight six seven eight eight nine five eight. This is Marsha Collier along with Mark Cohen of Computer and Technology Radio at WSRadio.com, worldwide leader in Internet talk. You've been listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Introducing DoItYourselfAudio.com, the fast and easy way to add your own voice or audio on the Internet in minutes for business or for fun. Listening to audio on the Internet is getting more and more popular. Now, with DoItYourselfAudio.com, it's fast and easy for you to add your own voice or audio to your websites or use it to send audio emails. It's simple and easy. All you need to do is log on to DoItYourselfAudio.com. Provide us with your name and email address, and then you'll be given a phone number and a pen access code. Call up the number, record your message, and hang up. Within seconds, you'll have an audio link on the Internet with a recording you just made. It's simple and fast. There are no programs to download or equipment to order. Try it right now and hear yourself on the Internet. Visit DoItYourselfAudio.com. That's DoItYourselfAudio.com. Spend more time with your pets and less time at the pet store. Let's face it, you love your dog, cat, bird, or fish. They are not just pets, they are a big part of your life, and they deserve the very best. If you have never ordered online before, we can save you time and money at OnlinePetCareProducts.com. We have everything you need at up to 50% savings compared to retail stores. That's 50% less, and your pet care products are delivered right to your door. The high-quality products your pet deserves. We carry just about everything, and our site is simple and easy to use. Log on to OnlinePetCareProducts.com. That's www.OnlinePetCareProducts.com. And see how we can save you time and money. 
Company. We carry everything from collars to feeding supplies to prescription and non-prescription medicines. And you sure can't beat our prices. That's www.onlinepetcareproducts.com. Hey, eBay sellers. We've got an exciting new eBay feature from DHL, the world's leading express delivery company. Here's how it works. Simply click on your eBay sale, choose the shiprush option, and with a few mouse clicks, verify the address, print a shipping label, notify your customer, and start tracking the package. It's just that easy. In fact, the only thing shiprush doesn't do is pack the box, but we're working on it. To add this eBay selling feature to your computer, just go to wsradio.com forward slash DHL. In minutes, you'll be up and running with ShipRush. Save time, save money, and receive great feedback with fast deliveries from DHL. Add ShipRush from DHL to your computer today. It's free at wsradio.com forward slash DHL. ShipRush. One more way DHL is putting customer service back in shipping. The best-kept secret on eBay is out, Genco Marketplace. For two decades, Genco has been the number one liquidator for the country's top retail chains. Genco sells $3.5 million worth of inventory every day at prices well below wholesale. Electronics, housewares, furniture, clothing, you name it. With Genco Marketplace, eBay sellers can find thousands of brand name returns and closeouts at deep discounts. And with Genco's easy online purchase process, you spend less time sourcing and more time selling and making money. Whether you want one item or a thousand, rely on Genco's expert staff to advise you and help take your business to the next level. Check out the incredible deals at GencoMarketplace.com. That's Genco, G-E-N-C-O, Marketplace.com. Your trusted source for quality surplus products. GencoMarketplace.com When someone you care about needs help living independently, it's a very challenging time. Chances are you're not as prepared as you'd like to be, so where do you start? The Internet is a great place, but you could spend hours of searching and even more hours sorting through the information you've gathered. There's a better way. Spend just a few minutes completing a free independent living assessment at InterimHealthCare.com. With over 40 years of home care experience, Interim has developed a series of questions to help identify factors that may place someone's safety at risk. In the short amount of time it takes to answer these questions, you can learn what places someone in an unsafe situation and receive immediate suggestions. You can even arrange for an Interim Healthcare professional to visit your home to develop a customized support program for your special needs and budget. It all starts with your free independent living assessment. Take it now by logging on to InterimHealthCare.com. Information, news, and entertainment on demand. Log on, listen, and learn. Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome back to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. 
And this segment of Computer and Technology Radio is brought to you by Indicia, print postage right from your computer, which is a very cool thing to do. Too cool. I mean, I haven't I, been to the post office in And now Marcia and I were fighting over this little handheld uh, shredder, which yeah, I happen to like. Yeah, I was fighting like. to throw it in the garbage. I, don't say that. That's not nice. Just because well, you, you don't like it. It's okay. called a, it's a Z-I-S-Z-O-R, little handheld uh, uh, shredder. Okay, and how long does it take to put one piece of paper through it? I don't know, 10 seconds. Is that ridiculous? No. How ridiculous is that? Oh, my God. I mean, you, I want a shredder that shreds. I, I don't, and I want I don't have government shredding. documents that I have to shred on a daily basis. Yeah, well, I have LifeLock, too, so anybody can go oh through my, my trash. God. Let's go back to Bob and to Jeff Hyman. And we are talking, Jeff Hyman from Paragon Software. And Bob's question, Jeff, was what is the easiest way to revert back from Windows Vista to Windows XP? Well, that's a, there's, there's a couple of different ways to do it. Probably the absolute easiest way Marsha was alluding to earlier was go to eBay, buy, you know, find yourself a full copy of XP Pro Service Pack 2, XP Pro SP2, and buy it. There'll be a bootable CD, and you basically just wipe out your drive and start from scratch. Yeah, now, and, and it's pretty easy because once you install the, once you put the drive in the software, Bob, it will ask you if you want to install this, and then it'll say, "Well, you're installing an old system. Do you want to do that?" And you say, "Yes." Right. You'll have to. It's a little. Yeah. You'll probably. You may have to ask a question about the dreaded word format, uh, and you'll have to do that. But the now, for you in that case, I, I would probably say go ahead and do that. Uh, most people, I would always recommend make a backup first. Just because, Absolutely. again, but he doesn't care. But Do since you, you don't really care, it's I not going to make a difference. I haven't been able to use the laptop, so I got nothing on this. So, yeah, so you right. just wipe it out entirely. Right. So in your case, and you most likely have the CDs that came with it or DVDs that came with it. So in your case, this is there. You absolutely have no no downside to this. It's now just there is a co- go ahead. However, you do have the cost of buying a, a, a version of XP. Right, but you should be able to pick that up for under $100, I would think. I would think Easily, these yes. Do. I did the same thing. As a matter of fact, I took an old NEC notebook that was running Windows 95, but I had lots of memory, and I put XP on there to use as a Wi-Fi. Yeah, Bob, okay, so Bob, does that answer your question? Very helpful. I, I, that sounds easy. I'll go ahead and do that. And uh, So I'm assuming that XP will be running lots, lot, lot faster than this, this, this slow turtle. It, it, it's, probably a, it's a much lighter... Operating system, lighter weight. Thanks, guys. I All really, right, guys. really appreciate the help. Bob, thanks for your phone Keep call. Keep Jeff, Bob. we got to run. So, uh, Jeff, give us your website. Uh, www.paragon-software.com. All products are available direct off the website. And uh, well, we're trying to, I've got to do it. I didn't have time to do it this week, but we're going to try to get a coupon out for you guys to put in there for discounts. Oh, cool. And okay, I'll cool. have that for you for next week. And uh, we're going to we're gonna get, and Jeff, we're going to get Jeff to sponsor the show. Yeah, well, you he know, know yet, when you give me to. that coupon, Jeff, I'll put it on my MySpace page. And everybody listening to the show, visit me on my MySpace page. That's Marsha Collier, M-A-R-S-H-A-C-O-L-L-I-E-R. Find me on MySpace. And send us an email at markandmarsha at gmail.com. And yeah. we'd love to so answer So, Jeff, your thank questions. you. We'll talk to you again. We appreciate you being with us. My Bye-bye, pleasure, guys. Jeff. Great to talk to you. See you. And talk to you all soon. Sounds great. Thank you. Thank yeah, so uh, it's markandmarsha at gmail. Dot com. Dot com. That's M-A-R-C, because you don't know how to spell your name. M-A-R-C, because I spell it the proper way. M-A-R-S-H-A, which is the proper way for Marsha, uh, at gmail.com. Oddly. 
Oddly. Oddly. That's yeah, uh, we are the odd couple. We are I definitely think. the odd couple. <laughs> uh, and uh, just know that you can listen to us 24-7 on the uh, on the web. You can get uh, so many different ways to listen on to the, the show. On the old iTunes. On the I, you really I, like that. You're I really excited it. about that. Uh, you can listen to us on the web uh, live from Pacific Time, 9 to 11 Saturday mornings. WSRadio.com slash computer show. Uh, or just go to wsradio.com and you'll find our show right or there. Or you could like download us and put us on your iPod. Oh, stop <laughs> iTunes! Oh Gosh. my God, it's like me talking about my old TV. Like, set. do you use your iPod, Mark? I don't even own an iPod. Folks, this is Computer and Technology Radio. Listen not, to me. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I just I'm not a music kind of guy. But I now, live. because of internet radio, now I. But did you know that you can download, and I have downloaded podcasts for the longest time. Yes, and like, I have I too. used to love Gene Shepard, who was a radio yeah, guy. Yeah, she wrote, uh, gra- isn't this, no, is, no, no, that's No, Gene Shepard. He was a radio oh, guy, a guy in the 60s and 70s, and he won the Playboy Humor Award. He, uh, Christmas Story. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that, that movie, yes. They, there Darren is a McGavin. station, love there is a station that has all his old radio shows, and you can oh. download them, and I have them on my iPod. Now, I will tell you something really cool that I just discovered is, and we'll talk about it more next week, you can now get Skype on your PlayStation Portable. So that is very cool. So thank you for being with us. We are delighted, as always, to spend our Saturday. As I always say, please do not drink and drive. We want you back with us next week, and please join us again next week. And thank you for listening to us today on Computer and Technology Radio. I'm Mark Cohen, along with Marsha Collier, the worldwide leader in Internet talk. You've been listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Produced by Brain Food Radio Syndication, global food for thought. Do you want to own your own business? Have you considered buying a franchise? A franchise has proven to have the highest rate of success. FranChoice is a free award-winning one-on-one consulting service that helps you find the right franchise opportunity. WS Radio has worked with FranChoice for years, and they're the leader in the franchise industry. They've helped thousands of people just like you find the right opportunity. They work with you to profile your needs and match them up with hundreds of pre-screened franchise companies. Log on to freefranchisematching.com to learn more and set up an appointment with one of their consultants. There's no obligation and the service is free. That's freefranchisematching.com. Let their industry experts investigate and find the franchise for you. That's freefranchisematching.com.